Hello, Sean. It's wonderful to see you today. How are you? I'm great. Good morning. I'm glad to connect today. I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah, I know. It's wonderful, Sean. Um, good morning to you, too. And good day to all our listeners. You know, Sean, I've known you for a while, um, you know, in different capacities, and it's really wonderful to have you on our podcast today. Do tell us something about yourself. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear, uh, you know, how you have, you know, gone through different stages of your life into the role that we're going to talk about, you know. Um, I mean, how did it all come about in terms of your Christian journey? Well, my Christian journey started with my grandmother when I was very, very tiny. Um, And my faith has been rooted in me, uh, you know, from a very young age. And she really taught me much by more more so by doing than saying to whom much is given, much is required. And so that's really the approach that I've had in life. Um, I'm blessed with a very wonderful family. I have a husband of 31 years who I love very much. I have two beautiful children, grandchildren. Um, and I, they all live close by, so I get to spend lots of time with them. Um, I've been in sales career over 35-ish years, roughly. Didn't find my way there at the start, so I started as in as a police dispatcher and 911 operator, and for a long, curvy road, found my way into sales and then leadership and found that that's just what I'm passionate about, and I work for the greatest company in the world, leading the best people in the world. That's wonderful. Um, It's so interesting to hear that, you know, you don't necessarily always know where you're going to start in your journeys, where you're going to land at the end. And that in a way allows us to call out to God and, and ask him to show us what his purpose is for us and what his calling is for us. Well, sometimes we don't, sometimes we don't listen. I tend to pray. I always pray please put me where you want me at the time that you want me there. And that's been relative to my career my entire life. And sometimes he's put me in spots that I didn't want to be in or didn't think I wanted to be in that turned out to be the best opportunity to shine his light um, and spread his word. So sometimes we just have to be drug along, even though he knows better. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and you know, when you're making these decisions, uh, especially when you're you know seeking out to God in terms of where he, you know, a decision we are about to make or a conversation, a difficult conversation we have to have with someone in a conflict situation, for example, have you felt, you know, in in addition to prayers, do you seek out to other friends, uh, prayer warriors who would pray with you? How have you dealt yourself? You know, how have you arrived at a decision so that you can actually take the next step, knowing that God is backing you up? Yeah, 100%. So some of it, some of it takes courage, some of it takes faith, some of it just takes good old advice. Um, I have surrounded myself with incredible mentors and friends that are Christian, that are, you know, have great life experience, career experience. And, you know, I really, I have asked a lot of questions over my life when I've had to do things that are really, really difficult. I've sought the advice of people who have been through it before. And, attempted to learn through their mistakes. By the way, we get it wrong. We make mistakes anyway. Um, We move on. I know that, you know, we do the best that we can, but I do believe the gift of having difficult conversations, if they're wrapped in love and the right intent is what we need more of. Um, You know, it's, it's easy to tell people how great they are, but when people sometimes need a kick in the pants, uh, you can you can do that kindly and respectfully and still help them move along. Doesn't mean they necessarily accept it up front, but 
you know, that's been one of the things that I've really honed in on in my career and gotten a lot of advice from. It doesn't ever make it easy. And by the way, having difficult conversations or making difficult business decisions is easy for someone, then I would submit they probably shouldn't be in leadership anymore. It should never be easy. It's something we have to do, but it should never be easy. Yes. And it's something which I'd love to focus on in, you know, in the future podcast around starting from a position of love in leadership roles. I don't think we talk a lot about love. We talk a lot about, you know, executive presence and, you know, lots of different uh, imperatives. But really, if we could start from love, then I think a lot of things will fall into place. But it's it's not for today. Um, you know, Sean, Moving on to my next question, you have been responsible for sales leadership teams um, in your role where you've had to prioritize, where you've had, you know, uh, revenue targets with quarter end pressures and um, with your own budgets and hiring organizational effectiveness, you know, everything that comes along with running an organization or or a business unit. Um, At the same time, ensuring that you know, the well-being of your team is also, you know, prioritized. How have you, you know, how have you dealt with that? That's a lot there. I mean, first of all, for our listeners, you know, at any one time, how big has your team been, you know, including your direct reports and the extended teams? I've had responsibility for teams of just over 450 with roughly 50 leaders. So 400 individual contributors, 50 leaders, PL responsibility of up to 17 or 18 billion dollars, so big businesses. Um, but it all starts with your people. They are the most important asset we have. Um, and I try to focus on building the right culture. You you can't drive through end of quarter pressures if you haven't built the right foundation um, and the right level of trust and the right level of employee focus all along. Um, And that goes from everything from health and wellness to fun in the workplace to, you know, individual skip level meetings with everyone in the organization and really building um, a foundation of understanding of the needs of the business. Everybody is motivated differently. Wellness means something different to everyone. And then looking for ways to support them, um, particularly in difficult times, right? Because great employees have difficult times. I, you know, I know that you know my personal journey, but we almost lost our son um, in a diving accident in 2017. And, you know, we all three work in the same company and we spent, you know, 60 days in and out of the ICU, a topic for a different conversation. But what I will tell you is I had a family and a network of friends that always wrap themselves around me and, you know, walk next to me when I, I couldn't take the next step. And we do that in our company, people rally around the employees. And so I think when you build that level of trust, driving through into quarter, you can get people to run through fire for you if you're, you know, willing to run through fire with them ahead of time. And so that takes a lot of trust and a lot of foundation building. It's not something you you ask people to do if you haven't been leading them for a while. I love that. I love that. I.e. trust. And um, and I suppose, you know, where you are, you know, how that leads to the fact that we've got to be God-centered. And, um, and by being God-centered, we are able to just um, detach or in a way decouple ourselves from the dependency on work such that everything in your life now becomes interdependent with God being in the center. And um, with that, 
you know, with the story you've, you know, just shared with us, how, you know, you've really responded, it sounds, you know, wisely and beautifully. And again, we come back to relationships, you know, in order to build trust, it means that you've got to build relationships. And we know that from the stories in the Bible, Jesus himself was very relational. Um, I love the story where, you know, he reached out to the woman, uh, the Samaritan woman at the well. He went out of his way um, to, to meet this woman and to have this conversation with her about the importance of the living water as opposed to, you know, the earthly water that uh, she was after. How have you... Uh, so in your leadership style, has relationship been uh, an important part of the way in which you build that trust? Yeah, I would say it's critical. And, um, you know, you said it earlier, I think you, you started uh, down the path of, you know, responding and understanding with love. And yeah. that really starts, if you unwind it, with understanding each other and, and approaching things without judgment. And as you know, I um, lead a faith-based ERG in my company, um, and it is representative of six of the major faiths, not all of them, but six. You know, I grew up a, a Christian. I believe in Jesus. That is, you know, that yes. is who I am. But I And I was always accepting of other religions, but I would say very ignorant of them. And mm -hmm. so being part of this employee resource group, I've been able to get a better understanding of the different faiths and how we are more similar than we are different and how we can approach things differently. And that's given me an even better level of understanding of the importance of getting to know people. Um, because you can't truly support them in their time of need or in their the time that they're thriving if you don't understand how they're wired, why they're built the way they are and what's important to them. And so I really focus on training the leaders that work for me in dwindling down to be experts on their people, right? Make sure that yeah. you understand why they come to work every day. What are their challenges in their lives? How are they doing? And not just with a surface question, how are you doing today? Because everybody always says fine. We usually say, how are you doing today on a scale of one to 10? And you can't say seven. Yeah. And because when somebody says six, it opens up and invites a deeper conversation that says, well, what would it take to be a seven? Why are you a six? Mm -hmm. And sometimes people will share and sometimes they aren't. Well, but as we move to remote work, one of the biggest challenges I think we face in our company, certainly, and in our world is it's very different when you can't put eyes on people. Eyes on Zoom does not give us a key indicator of how people are doing. When you see the same person in the hallway every day and they smile or don't smile, you know when something's off. And we've we've lost kind of a barometer of gauging our employees' mental health that that is worrisome to me. So I'm glad we're returning to the office in some capacity because I think it opens up deeper relationships and deeper understanding. Um, but ultimately, every single thing we do in life is a relationship and every single person can teach us something. And so, you know, try to trying to stop and make sure we're understanding the worth and perspective of others in every conversation, not just in the workplace is really the way that I try to approach it. We're all busy. So I fail just like everyone else does. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, for our listeners, you know, there are so many tips here in terms of managing teams as well. Um, which we will subscribe, uh, which we will summarize in our notes. Um, and perhaps my last question, when I asked you, you know, what is one of your favorite verses in the Bible, you referred to Luke 12, 28. Could you please explain? Yeah, um, 
I have an incredibly blessed life. I have a wonderful family. I have a job that I love. You know, my grandparents all live to be in their 90s. Mm -hmm. I've had um, miracles. I've had challenges like everyone else, but God has taken every difficult situation in my life and given me the opportunity to bless others with that experience. And I believe that I need to take all of those difficult experiences and positive ones and find ways to give back to others so that they can experience at least some of the blessing that I feel like I've had in this life. And I believe that we should serve our employees, we should serve our families, we should serve our communities, because without without God's blessing, we have nothing. Yes. And yes. so I don't I just feel an incredible sense of desire to give back in every capacity that I can. I will say that the only the only thing I would caveat that with is I've tried to learn to balance giving back so much that I take away from myself or that I'm not really great at everything else because God's also not measuring my to-do list yes. or measuring the amount of activities that I do. So if I busy myself in what I think is traditional giving back and I miss opportunities to go deeper where I should, then I probably miss the mark too. Yeah. And that's just, or you take your eye off yourself and then you can't pour into anyone else either. So I think that's just a lesson I would share with everyone else is just be careful. Cause if you're, if you're servant minded a hundred percent and you're empathetic and feel everyone else's pain and passion and success, it's easy to get swept up in it. Exactly. And um, there is a scripture in the Bible around faith and works, which I will quote in the podcast. Um, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, Sean. It's, I've really learned so much from this you know, podcast today. Um, I myself, I've started a new role and uh, working with new So team. excited for you. No, thank you. Thank you, Sean. It's wonderful. Um, really, you know, again, walking with God, I've, I feel like um, I have a, you know, I, God has landed me where I'm supposed to be, and I do have that peace. So, um, I, you know, I've learned so much from this uh, from this podcast today, and I'm sure our listeners will as well. So, um, thank you, Sean. Um, do you have any closing words? My closing words would just be thank you for the opportunity to be here, and definitely thank you for the work you're doing. I echo what you said, and I hope you continue to. Um, invest in yourself the way that you have and and follow God's trust because I know that he has big things for you to go do and you're a great example of walking by faith and and leading with you know wanting God to put you where where he wants you and and leading courageously to do things like this that are very difficult to do and so I just I you inspire me and I know you inspire others and I look forward to watching your success and I'm happy to be here in any capacity that you need me going forward. Thank you, Sean. And for our listeners, um, do join us on Grace Lounge, uh, which is on www.womenliveleadership.org, uh, where we have coaching conversations on that platform. And uh, for anyone who would like to also listen to our story as to what led us to setting up this platform called Well, uh, do read my blog um, on the blog page uh, on the same website. But they'll all be on the podcast notes as well. So um, that's wonderful. And lastly, of course, um, I shouldn't close this without um, sharing that we've also got our launch of Well 
Um, uh, it's through a virtual conference on the 23rd September 2023. Um, and it's virtual and it's global. So you can dial in from anywhere in the world and we've got a great lineup of speakers. So with that, thank you very much, Sean. Thank you.